everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Tome to the Weather Machine podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Hall. And for today's episode, I sit down with John Lorenz and John Rich of Public Housing and Art Damage. Both have been involved in lots of different musical projects here in Cincinnati. Uh, their most well-known, like I said earlier, was Public Housing. Uh, which put out a really, really great record on Torn Light Records last year that was one of my favorites of 2014. And both have been uh, champions of experimental music in Cincinnati, have uh, ran uh, what's called Art Damage, which is a sort of a loose collection, a loose collective, uh, more or less a moniker of individuals uh, bringing uh, experimental music to Cincinnati, both playing out in Art Damage um, sponsored shows and Art Damage sponsored venues in the past, but also bringing uh, notable experimental musicians uh, to Cincinnati. It's a, it's a really great conversation. Um, I, what it turns into is kind of what I was hoping this podcast would be, which is just a frank and I think an in interesting conversation about what experimental music is uh, from the artist's perspective and from a listener's perspective. Um, and so that's what this turns into. It just kind of just turns into uh, just a chat about, uh, about those topics um, and, and strays from the kind of the formula that we've taken of um, what John Rich likes to describe as origin stories. It gets a little into that, but mostly it, it it's just, a, I think, an interesting conversation about experimental music. Um, so yeah, I apologize for the lack of podcasts as of late. Um, I've been crazy busy. I graduate tomorrow with my master's in social work, and we've been trying to buy a house and move from the neighborhood we're in now, and lots of exciting things. Um, so, But I'm, I'm happy to be staying around in Cincinnati, um, both with career-wise and the ability to interview people who I find fascinating, who John Rich and John Lorenz are certainly two of those people. Um, so I hope you enjoy the podcast and uh, let me know what you think. And just like fe feats of strength, like who, yeah. like man games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it all depends on how it like plays out. Like if the band continues to do that, and like that's their thing, and it's a gimmick, that's good. But if it's just the first gig, and they're like, okay, that was fucking stupid, Ooh. let's move on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that was fucking stupid. Yeah, that was the first. Well, what gig. if? Ev well, would it be a gimmick if like um, every time they played, they like did a new gimmick? 
Or or would they just be the band that if did gimmicks? They would be a gimmick band. I if think. they if if that's their thing. I think that would overshadow the jams. What what's the difference between a a band's thing and like a concept? Like a, a band that's conceptually based and a band that oh that's just their thing that they do. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Is there a difference? I think it's just the the approach maybe, to it. If or maybe it's the continuity of it. Right. If, like, if they keep doing it. Hmm. Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of bands that, like, uh, you know, are, are conceptually based. It depends on whether or not they're in art school. Okay. <laughs> High art, low art? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you recording this? <laughs> yeah. This is all off the record. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I get I don't know. Uh, well, okay, well, we can start, I guess, the interview. Sure. <laughs> well, I didn't know if there was, like, an official start there's time. There's not. Or, yeah, oh, okay, there's so not. it's just us the, talking. Yeah, yeah that's ours. Yeah. I didn't he know, just jumped into it. Well, I didn't like, know if, like, you were testing it or what. Uh, yeah, it's, like, gorilla, like, um. <laughs> is, it, is it Gonzo, dude? It is. <laughs> totally Gonzo <laughs> podcasting. Gonzo in it? Gonzo podcasting. Um, so, John Rich, John Lorenz. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Cincinnati. Ryan Hall. <laughs> Ryan Hall. Uh, I don't know where to begin. Because um, I know a little bit of John Rich's story. Um, from, oh, from Alex. Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I don't want to make this, like, uh, too much, like, you know, just uh, like a linear sort of, like, well, this happened and this happened. But I would like to get to know more about you guys and your experiences and your past in uh, in experimental music, um, so I, we can go down the line take, here. Take turns, or yeah, uh, well, yeah, we could do that. So John Lorenz, so people get to know your voice. Um, hey, where, where where are you from? Defiance, Ohio. Def- His story's much more interesting. <laughs> where's where's you Defiance? Get from? It's Northwest Ohio, kind of kind of by. There's Toledo. a band called Defiance. Oh, Ohio. Th- you don't know how many times I've heard that. <laughs> And no, they're not. Okay. Defiance. Ohio. Uh, I don't know. So you're from what's what's Defiance, Ohio like? Uh, it's a small little town. We got one high school. We do have a mall, so it's okay. like big enough to have a mall. Kind like Florence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but like not close to Cincinnati, like not close to anything. Right. So did you, so you compared it to Florence? Well, I didn't just know Florence has a oh, mall. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like. We don't have a defiance y'all song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like defiance, hey. Yeah. And just nobody's defiance is like an, it's an hour from Toledo. It's like two hours from Detroit. It's like four hours from Chicago. Three hours from Cleveland. Three hours from Columbus. Three hours from Cincinnati. So it's like not close to anything. Okay. And what was your I guess musical uh, musical history like? In defiance? Yeah, yeah. You, you want to go way back with that? What were you experiencing? What were you doing? Other podcasts. It's, it's straight, I go way it's back. Yeah. Origin, origin story. stories. Yeah. All <laughs> origin <laughs> stories. <laughs> defiance. I mean, there was nobody there, so I just kind of found my own thing. How though? Um, I just threw. I mean, you know, a lot of it was when the internet kind of became a thing, and you mm-hmm. were actually able to like hear things that you. Like, I mean, in Defiance, we had one record store. There was nothing of any kind of underground nature, so, like, you know, not until the internet came about did I find out about 
uh, you know, like Modest Mouse and stuff like that, and Built to Spill and like bands that and you can introduce me to other like things. listen to MP3s. Wh- yeah, what, I mean, I would, I would, you know, it would take, back then it would take you three hours to download one <laughs> right, song, right. one MP3. Dude, yeah, what yeah. was the first Modest Mouse album you got into? Uh, I mean, I think it was Lonesome Crowd West. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Mine was Moon and. Ar- and Ar- Moon and Antarctica. I came a little bit yeah. late. Yeah. Um, See, that was major label, man. That, yeah, that's was. like when it dropped <laughs> so, off. But yeah. well, the Lonesome Crowded West is when they like after that they kind of stopped with all the bendy strings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, man, that's what uh, yeah. that's what that's what made them good, man. Well, and I remember I I really liked that album because a friend explained it to me like the concept behind it. There's this concept. Behind yeah. It? Well, there's a uh, like I don't know if it's it's not I don't know if it's true, but um there was a club in uh, Denver um called which one was it i think it was the one off santa fe it was like the not the blue i think it might have been the bluebird um but the story is they were like packing up um getting ready to go and uh this homeless guy like there's like this like kind of glass um door i know know? the story yeah this homeless guy started banging on the door (laughs) hey hey and then he busted the door and like busted up his hand so they like let him in they're like i guess like bandaging his wound and stuff and then they just uh, started talking to him, and he gave him. They, he was like a he was a songwriter named Ugly Casanova, mm-hmm. where Isaac Brock <laughs> got his solo name from, and uh, gave him like a like uh, like a notebook full of lyrics, which they uh, took as like their inspiration to like make the moon. Yeah. This could be like total like PR bullshit, but yeah, I remember reading when that I was when I was that, like, when yeah. I was sixteen. Yeah, like yeah. I like I ate that up. Like yeah, I, yeah, sure. yeah, I did too. Yeah, how old are you? Well, so I how, think mythology's good. I'm, I'm 31. 31. So, okay, yeah. yeah, so around the same time. Yes, you need a good backstory. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so but, defiance of Ohio. Dude, what, what was your first built to spill album you got into? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember that. There's nothing wrong with love. I was yeah. I was more. I was more. Maybe sure. just keep it like a secret. I don't know. No, actually, mine. So I, this is how late in the game. Ancient <laughs> melodies of the future. Oh wow! And I'm like, this See, that's isn't like, that good. That's like drop off point. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, this isn't that good. And then like somebody's <laughs> like, no, like you gotta yeah. listen to like this yeah. album. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I get it now. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, we're digging deep on these. We are. Right. We're going way back. Every I feel like multiple people have talked about Built Spill. In in their Evan really? talked about Evan Built talked Spill. about really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're okay. a formative band. Dude, I did I did I did research on the podcast. You did. Before I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, so think you know it, the I think it makes sense growing up in, you know, mid to late 90s. Like, those were, like, underground bands that were kind of accessible in a right. way and, like, you know, led you to other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely gateway bands, gateway drugs. Um, so when did you uh, when did you first kind of come in contact with experimental music? Something that you um, would define. And yeah, I, right. I know this is a very loose sort of baggy term. Yeah, yeah. That you can, but, like, the first thing where you're, like... This is not Modest Mouse. This is not Built right. to Spill. This is not sort of in that, like, uh, sort of, like, yeah. indie rock blueprint. Yeah, I, I mean, I got into Sonic Youth when I was, like, 16, 17, 18, you know, like, heavy into them. And, I mean, I kind of knew about things kind of related to them and kind of heard things that they were involved with and kind of knew that there was some kind of scene out there, you know, uh, you know, super underground or whatever. And, and, you know, started checking things out. Like, I remember checking out, like, Masana and... You know, and then, like, Wolf Eyes and, you know, Japanese noise stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, I just checked it out, you know. <laughs> so, well, you know, so I, I remember you, having, like, one check, MP3, okay. like, a Masana yeah, yeah, MP3, yeah. and being like, whoa! 
Yeah, exactly. Listen to this. That's what know. checking it out like meant. Like, yeah. now like you had one MP3. That was yeah, it. Yeah. You didn't have their whole catalog on Spotify. Right. You know, I remember burning like, a lot of CDs or having yeah. a lot of CDs burnt for me. Yeah. But yeah, the, I mean, it's interesting with that. You know, yeah. when you just have like one thing. Yeah. You know, that's your that's that song. The catalog. Yeah. yeah, that song. I mean, even with like, I mean, I think that internet now to a certain extent is such like a math. You get, you can get so much. So you feel like you have such a, comp- like you, you have such a grasp on their entire catalog, whereas you know, I think listening to one thing much more intensely yeah. is what's well, like with um like Dave, David Grubbs was talking about in the mm-hmm. record change landscape of like yeah. what John Cage and Derek Bailey were kind of saying of you know if if you can only hear one thing. You listen a lot more intensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you think it was like that for you? Like with Masana yeah, and sure. those guys, you know? I mean, just I, think, I think I still have like CDRs buried somewhere maybe of... St- I mean, I found them before and been like, oh my God, like this is that one Masana track. And that one... <laughs> it's Masana- just like 30 seconds yeah. of him screaming. Yeah, and like <laughs> that one Masana track means like way more the, to me than like any Masana track. You know, or like, you know, that is like, whoa... Like, it brings back, you know. Like, yeah, it's interesting. I can put in a CD that's cute. Yeah, around the same time yeah. that I listened to. And I, I and I remember, like, everything. I remember, like, yeah. all the lyrics. I remember, like, you know, like, everything yeah, yeah. about it. Because yeah. that's what was in my car for weeks right. and oh, weeks yeah, yeah. and weeks and weeks and weeks. Or yeah. in my portable CD yeah. player. Yeah. And I was, like, so I was... Like, your disc man when you were, like, running laps? Anti, anti-shock yeah. protection. Yeah, on, man, on dude. That. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, one of the first kids to have a CD burner, like... Oh man, that, you know, in yeah. my high school. So like, I was I was pretty early on that game. I think of, you know, jamming. So were you getting into Masana in high school, like late high school? Yeah. From, was that yeah. like, you know, where you can kind of? I mean, get... it's it's not like I was like deep into it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you hear one, one Masana track and you're like, this is the best <laughs> thing in the world. You're like, whoa, like, this is weird, you know. And then like, over time, you're gradually like, once you dig deeper and deeper, and you really like start to fill out the whole everything going on, you're like, whoa, you know, like, this is and, awesome. And you could, you could probably draw a line from Sonic Youth to that. Yeah. I mean, I think everything kind of has a point A and a point B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where if it... If, if you put some effort into it, you can get from anywhere to anywhere. Right, right. Just through... It's just a matter of if you're going to make that commitment mm-hmm. or not to go. With any of you, we're, um, we're like... Uh, were magazines like I remember like the big takeover was like a big mm. thing for me. Were were magazines important to you takeover? guys? It was like a kind of kind of like a uh, like college music or like New Music Express type oh, thing. Yeah. But it was I think it was British. I mean, when I was in high school, I didn't really know about too much outside of like Rolling Stone and Spin magazine. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I could find. Mm-hmm. I didn't really order things like that off the internet at that time. So I mean, I. Rolling Stone and Spin, I, I don't know, like, I mean, I don't think it was really until, I remember when Spin did that big, like, noise article, hmm. and that was when I was in college, and I remember reading it and just laughing, but. <laughs> what was on that? Uh, I mean, it was, like, Sightings, Lightning Bolt, Wolf Eyes, yeah. I mean, it was, like, all the major. W- would that have been, like, 2004, <laughs> like, 2002? Uh, I, th- I moved down here, to, I think it was, like, 2004. Okay, yeah. I remember yeah. picking up, I was in a used bookstore and picking up a spin, not just, not too long ago, and they're, yeah. like, giving their best of, and, like, a, like a track off of Stab in the Face. Was yeah, like, right, right. 
some catchy songs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. You know, they, they touched on some things then, and I mean, if you picked up on it, you picked up on it, if you didn't, then mm-hmm. you were reading about the new, I don't know. Green Day. Green Day, or yeah. new, I don't know, Strokes or something. Um, so, so John, you uh, are from where? John Rich. <laughs> John. John Rich. Oh, I'm from Defiance, Ohio. John, I'm talking to John Rich. <laughs> <laughs> catch your origin yeah. story. You, where, where are you from? Uh, the suburbs. Oh, that's right. You're yeah. Terrence. Are you from Terrence Park? Ter- Terrace Park. Terrace. No, um, Terrace. Not I'm from Terrace. I, I, Terrace. You're from Terrace Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, from, it's, it's, uh, it's right near it. Okay. Um, but yeah, mostly East Side. grew up in yeah the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Mary mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. But, but he's a Texas boy, born and raised. Where? Where in Texas? Houston. <laughs> ah. Houston, Fort Worth. But my, I mean, my family would go there a lot. So, um, <laughs> How did but, that affect your experimental music upbringing? I'm joking. Well, no, actually, I mean, oh, it's no, interesting. Okay, well, no, because like my um, there was a record store there uh, that I used to go to where, when I was in Houston. Yeah, in okay. Houston. And um, I used to go there a lot when I was little because they had gumballs. Ah. So I think, and my dad had a lot of records, and mm-hmm. he would go there a lot, and I'd always go to get the gumballs. But I think that kind of instilled some kind of fetishistic uh, um, accumulate so desire to wait, accumulate. Wait, wait, you, get a, you get a prize? Did you get those gumball seven inches, or what? <laughs> wait, are they like a grunge band from like the 90s? It's Don Fleming. Yeah. And like, oh. Like, yeah. But, uh, They're pretty cool. But yeah, and then, I mean, I've always thought, like, Texas music in particular has a particularly awesome, mm-hmm. um, like, I who, think the heat does stuff to people and just kind of the weird vibes of the zone. We talk about, like, yeah. uh, like butthole, butthole Surfers? Or? Yeah, Butthole Surfers, mm-hmm. 13 Floor Elevators, Lightning Hopkins. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's just a long, continuous uh, st- stream of weirdos. But yeah, so, mostly Marymont. Okay, so. and so um, from Alex's interview, he, he was talking about you guys were doing like weird prepared guitar stuff like pretty young, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. Well, yes, I don't know. How how would you as a fifteen year old, um, like approach that or like, not not necessarily just like know know that that was a thing or how to do that, but like. Why, why, why weren't you playing like, uh, like pop punk songs in your garage? Like, oh, they did that too. All, all dude, good first, boys and girls. <laughs> first band. It's called Wankfest. <laughs> Fucking uh, song is like Cobb and I, hardcore music. Uh-huh. Me playing guitar, him, him like getting intense with the Radio Shack mic, singing songs about like people we knew in school. But how did you go from there to like doing like prepared piano? Was it like just because that's what you do? <laughs> that, that that's that's a logical. You, you start like yeah, that's a, that's a logical start a progression. Band that's really good, and uh, and then you move on to yeah, like, and then you're like Glenn fuck Bonka, it, I'm gonna like... stick it. I'm gonna start. Screwdrivers are cool. Because <laughs> you know, it's just what you do. Was was that an extension of like what you what you got from like playing uh, loud intense? Like it wasn't music? intense. It was okay. the best thing ever. Okay. Uh, well, I think if you're, I don't know, uh, you you can get a certain urge to go somewhere with your the sounds you make. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas once it just kind of naturally evolves into that. Where you, you know, I mean, when you get a guitar, 
and you're playing it, you know, you start a band. Cause why? I mean, that's what I always looked at it as. Because you got to get the girls. You got to yeah, do. Of course. Know, you got to be cool. <laughs> Wank you know, the record deal. Yeah. You got to get that record deal. <laughs> you know, you just want to, you know, feel pretty good about yourself. Um, and somebody so, told you if you jammed screwdrivers under your guitar strings, you'd get a record deal. <laughs> no, they were like, the girls love it. What? Yeah. Yeah. What is this? I remember <laughs> first time going into Marymount being like, where am I? It's kind so of, it may be a Marymount thing. I don't well, know. Well, it's Marymount, that whole area of Marymount Terrace Park, because it's all, it becomes the same school district mm-hmm. at a certain point. Um, Cobb and I met at uh, this like summer camp okay. and talked about Star Wars. Nice. Yeah, it was great. It was like, you know, that's how you bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, um, uh, I don't know. It's a it's a neighborhood that's kind of you know all upper middle class, very conservative. It's the type of thing where you either um, like flourish, or you want to kill yourself. Mm. So it's kind where, of like where this were weird... you on that spectrum? Uh, you know, <laughs> that wasn't an answer. <laughs> we 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 can't see the when, um, um, the weird when gesticulations. S- started high ended low. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then so, um, so. Sorry, I don't mean to cut. I didn't mean to cut you off. Dude, nothing's cutting me were, were, off. Were, okay. you, were you going into some deep, no. uh, deep territory? Deep territory? Yeah. No. Like, like we did with like Modest Mouse and like Sonic Youth, or Modest Mouse and Built to Spill and Sonic Youth. What, 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 what was something that was like uh, immediately like grabbing to you that you knew was like a. This is like this is uh, this is something I want to investigate more, explore more, or this is something that I want to, like, do? What, what was the important early release for you? I don't know. Well, I feel like my, my dad had a really good record collection, mm-hmm. so I had like a who, lot of who, nice access who is to... That? Well, he was really into kind of, a, like, independent music in the oh, 80s okay. and stuff. So, oh. uh, you know, so there was, like, Sonic Youth and oh. stuff um, like that. But I guess, you know, just... I think from a younger age, kind of even within popular music, or just anything, you know, being more drawn to the uh, the weirder mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it's like with I don't know, like Hendrix, uh, yeah, 1983, yeah. a Merman I Turn to Be, or like Horse Latitude, mm-hmm. The Doors, or um, I don't know, stuff like that. And then even within popular music, I mean, I don't know, can you really John love like the scream more screaming stuff that Nirvana would do, or like how Nine Inch Nails have like backward stuff, you know? Just feeling more connected to that at a even at a younger age than yeah. like yeah. more kind of the, uh, the stereotypical stuff. So what was it? Why? My question is why. What drew you to the weirder stuff of uh, more or less accessible pop music? Mm. Was it like just, a, I think it's just a part of you that you, okay. Because I mean, would you say that too, John? Yeah, like, I don't. I just, don't really know why I got into the bands that I yeah. did. Would you feel like you were more kind of just automatically? drawn to the yeah um, for sure yeah like endless yeah i mean versus all, smells like teen spirit yeah i mean all my all my friends growing up immediately were like you're into weird music and i was like I, is it that weird yeah. and then i have gotten to weirder and weirder music and now if i would go back and play them stuff they would just be like are you okay <laughs> you know i don't know Do you need a <laughs> that, that's why that's what i'm interested People thought in. i did a bunch of drugs <laughs> Yeah, my that's, my friends did too. Yeah, that's what you kind of because that, that's with. the only way that you can appreciate yeah, something like logic, that right, is yeah. if you're like chemically impaired. 
Yeah, which I think is because uh, that yeah. if that will suddenly like, maybe like make sense if you are or something like that. Like maybe that's like their way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, that's the only way you could like like that if you're. Yeah. There's some key that but unlocks it. Or there's something. that there's that KG Hino quote of where he talks about how he makes music because he doesn't need to take drugs because he makes music to of like what he wants to hear. He doesn't have to like take drugs to. Yeah. Do you do you feel any affinity towards that? That you sure I, you can I've never been into taking drugs or anything to an excess. Is yeah, we don't do drugs. Is that is music sort of a, uh, a a transcendent experience? Well, and what I mean by that is sort of getting outside of your um, like your senses a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because that's what I'm trying to explore and, and try to trying to find out is um, where people are coming from that. Because I feel like for some people, like kind of what you described, it's this immediate cathartic experience where you recognize it. It does something to you. I don't know at an emotional level, mm-hmm. but more than just like an intellectual appreciation of it's it. It's probably just all brain damage. <laughs> or brain like, damage. You know, John had like inner ear problems when he was little. You I'm surprised that you remember. You didn't that. get into yeah. that. What, why? Yeah. Why didn't you? Um... Dude, I remember. Well, yeah. When well, I when I grew up, when I was in like first, second, third grade, whatever, uh, I had a lot of ear infections, and I remember in like gym class, people would be getting wild, and I would just like start crying because I'm like, ah, this hurts. Stop. I don't know, but now I'm like, at at a certain age, I think it was when I started listening to Velvet Underground in high school, hearing like heroin, mm. and just like slowly turning it louder and louder and, like, just being, like, this appeals to me. <laughs> like, you know, like, this is, I want this louder. I want this, like, this violin, viola, like, sh- scraping to be as loud as possible. And so that, that, that <laughs> It's def- just all brain, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I have epilepsy, so that, I think, I think you're just fucked in the head. Hmm. If, if you, think- you think you're fucked in the head if you have, like, an immediate connection to that. Oh yeah, like, I think like, everybody into like experimental music's just brain damaged hmm. in some way. I mean, what do you think? You work with mental health people. Have I you, do. Have you turned them on? <laughs> <to shit>? uh, <laughs> not, not like that. You'd be like, dude, dude, the jam. <laughs> yeah, uh, I. First of all, will make them feel better. No, I mean the most like <laughs> the most like experimental. So I I do some with um, adolescents. I do some kind of like music therapy in a way. Yeah. Um, and the weirdest I've gotten is like Arvo part, but that's not weird. And that's like really beautiful. Yeah. And um and that's has always been like the, the best like response is like, you know, we we uh we do, I, I play something and then to help um access emotions, you know, because it, it's difficult as an adolescent to describe what you're feeling, you know. Um it, we, we I play different things to help them um access and, and express emotions beyond just like oh this is happy or this is sad um and linking that with like uh you know what are you what what are, what are you thinking what are, what are you remembering you know like when you when you listen to this stuff not like deep psychoanalytic stuff but helping you place like uh like different stimuluses with like emotions yeah you know? it's not like mk ultra <laughs> no no no, yeah. no. <laughs> and and so like i'll do stuff like uh i mean yeah mostly like um like really like uh I'll do like I'll play something like Converge for like three seconds or like whoa like I don't like this yeah um, or um, or I'll play yeah something like Arvo Part or mm-hmm. um, songs that you know I don't know songs that they like and we talk about like memories attached to those and stuff like that that's awesome yeah, yeah. I mean I was just joking about the brain damage thing but, <laughs> but do, I mean do you really have epilepsy yeah 
Well, never. Uh, I don't know because so this, this is this is my thing. Is for me, it was never a cathartic um, experience. Mm -hmm. Like first listening to, uh, I guess, quote unquote, like experimental music. Um, I mean, I, I can remember a couple of touchstones where I'm like, turn it off. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Like, yeah. no, this is this is like too much for me. Yeah. Um, what would that have been? Probably Wolf Eyes. Yeah. Um, probably. Uh, uh, probably Mersbau, like a lot of that harsh noise stuff, yeah. like, it, as, like, especially, like, as, like, a non-musician, like, listening to that can be a bit difficult as sort of, like, a recreational mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. Um, seeing it live is a different experience. I'm sure playing it live is, is a completely different experience. Um, but for me, it was building up. I could, I could uh, accept it, and I could appreciate it from an intellectual level, yeah. like I can with abstract art. Yeah. Um, or expressionistic art. Um, I, 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 can un I can understand that. I can accept that on, on an intellectual level. Um, but I think it took, a, it took a, a lot of me thinking about it for me to appreciate it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. like I, I, I had to think about it more until I could get to a point where it hit me sort of at a gut level. You know, Now where I can go back and like listen to... Um, like, uh, I don't know, like a early you know, Wolf Eyes or an Aaron Dillaway or something like that, and have it, like, like punch me, like, straight in the stomach or, like, straight in the sternum. That's interesting, Dick. Because, I mean, I... I mean, would you say... I mean, and... I mean, I'd probably say, too... Or, I'm asking John. Um, <laughs> and I'd say probably myself, too. And I guess there's, like, two camps of kind of getting into weird music. Of yeah. intellectual, two being able to... I guess uh, getting into it, but having to versus just like you connecting with it, and then yeah, I never really to intellectualize yeah, it. I never really like, thought about it in an intellectual yeah. way. I just yeah. something about I liked it. I don't know if like I don't know. The more I think about it, the more like of talking about having ear infections and being like, oh my god, I can't handle this, and then listening to the Velvet Underground and being like, oh my god, I want this louder. Hmm. I think that the feeling, especially with like more harsh noise of being completely covered, you know, completely, you know, all frequencies surrounding you, feeling that vibration, everything. Right. I don't know if that, that triggers something in me that uh, I find appealing or, or what, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I never thought of it. I mean, later on, I intellectualized it a bit, you know, <laughs> and whatever, but I was just drawn to it for some reason. And, like, I mean, I don't know getting into Sonic Youth and being, like, I knew there was, like, a scene out there, and I, I just wanted to, like, be a part of it in some way. So or you like came to Cincinnati. <laughs> well, I didn't even know that it was going on here, you know? Yeah. Like, in my mind, being, like, 18 or whatever, and, like, only living in Defiance, and hearing, like, Japanese noise and stuff, I'm like, this, I don't know where, where this, you know, like, I didn't know enough about it to know where things existed, and then I... And, like, I always wanted, you know, oh, man, this is so underground. I just want to experience this. And then when I moved here, like, I didn't really know anything was going on. And, like, you know, I found out about Burning Starcore a bit from the Internet. And, like, I remember, like, listening. I, I think I've told you the story of, like, finally hearing some Burning Starcore. And it was, like, it ended up being, like, it's early, early stuff when he was doing songs. And you I was, like. This, right? I have it. I, I know about it. Yeah. Like, and, so and I was, like. What, this isn't, like, what I heard about. This isn't, like, violin. This is, mm -hmm. like, pop music, you know? And then, you know, I finally saw him, like, play a show or something, and then I was like, oh, okay, you know? <laughs> and, I mean, I... 
Yeah, I mean, I only found that... I mean, I found out eventually about art damage just from the internet, from, like, hearing, like, somehow... I think I read about something going on here from, like, the Sonic Youth message board. You mm. went back to Sonic Youth. What would that have been? <clears throat> I think the first thing I went to was one of the benefits. Uh, art damage benefit? Yeah, at the Mach-B. This or would SS be... Nova or whatever it was at the time. This would be a good time to get into art damage. Um, so... Segwaying into that? Yeah, yeah. Good shot, man. Yeah, thank you. Elegant, elegant. Let's elegant. go back to talking about modest smiles and little <laughs> spill. Okay. Um, so let's. Uh, so I I moved to Cincinnati two years ago. Yeah. Um, from do you like it here? I do. I, I'm staying. Yeah. Oh, you are. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so what is? Can you give me the history? Maybe a high level rundown of what art damage was. Maybe what it is. If the, if there's any sort of like driving concept behind it. Because both of you I guys mean, were, were pretty involved in it, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we ran yeah. it for... Oh, that's right. The Hoffner Lounge. Lounge. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, I guess... Uh, I mean, uh, I'd say depending on who you ask within the what has existed as art damage, they'll maybe tell you different things. But for myself, um, and I guess I can't, even, I can't speak for John either, but... Um, I guess kind of a, just kind of like, just I've always interpreted it as a, just weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a moniker that things have kind of existed under for a while. Like, it's, well, it started out as a radio show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it started out in, um, like, 1985. Okay. So, and then it existed as a radio show. And it would go through different programmers, like this fella Dan Williams started it, and then Uncle Dave was doing it. And throughout the time in the 80s and early 90s, it um, different people were doing it. So, yeah, I know. Okay, they can't. That's, that's John, John makes fun of my hand yeah. gestures. Yeah. Um, but then they started presenting shows, so like Art Damage Presents... That was like early two thousands, or was that ninety nine, two thousand? Probably. And who who would they br- who would they bring in? It was just shows? something that people who were involved in the organization, oh, okay. like like IOA, would book a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'd just be under that name. It'd be well, and in my mind, the, I like it when there uh, people present things. Alligator presents. Exactly. You know, you yeah, know yeah. You, there's a certain a curation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know yeah. what you're getting into. Exactly. Like, okay, this is gonna be weird, and mm-hmm. this is gonna be good. Yep. So I'm going to go to this show that Art Damage presents. Mm-hmm. So and then it became a nonprofit organization. Um, all, it, there was a space in Northside, and then it's it's just been a weird kind of fluctuating member mm-hmm. type thing. I mean, a lot of people who've been involved with experimental music uh, were involved in art damage. Mm-hmm. So, like, Mark Milano, um, Nebula Girl was involved, um, I of A, uh, Greg Fernandez, but, Greg Fernandez, but he's, he moved to Columbus a while ago. Mm-hmm. Just be, it, it was almost like a calling card for freaks. Got it. Like, you hear it, and then, I mean, the first time I heard it in high school, you know, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So, just finding out that it's going on here in town. And I think with experimental music in general, I feel, I don't know how it is now, but uh, you're, uh, 
you want other people in the club with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I actually, I mean, emailed Iove, and he gave me a, a list of stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's kind of like people welcome you into the club, and um, so Alex and I did it in high school a couple times. Uh, when so, you say you did it, you, you played, or you went? We did or... the radio show. Oh, you yeah. did the radio? So oh, you, oh, kinda, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, so it was the, all very... Was this before, like, there was actual space, and this, like... Yeah, it was okay. just a radio show for a long time. Got it, time. got it. Yeah, that's primarily what it has been. Like, got it. Just the, a radio show. Is it show. still a radio show? No. No, okay. So, but, yeah, and it's just basically what has, I feel has kind of been a good source of drawing in weirdos. Mm-hmm. So Both in Cincinnati, uh, maybe drawing in weirdos to kind of a, an embracing experimental mu- music scene, and then also maybe bringing in weirdos from around the country or around the region. You say that's accurate? To, to like, perform? or To perform, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you said they would do Art Damage Presents, and then eventually yeah. the yeah. Art Damage Lodge. So when did you guys, you two, get involved? Uh, well, I got... I mean, we a radio show in high school. Okay, but I'm, I'm talking. I'm. I guess I'm thinking like of like officially? the lodge. Yeah. Or did you guys run yeah. that? I'm. I'm. I'm confused. I'm. I'm messed up in my chronological Me order. Me too. Here. I don't yeah. understand when. Well, yeah, yeah. John moved to Chicago for a while. Okay. And that's when John got into things. Yeah. Like, okay. I moved from 2001 to 2000. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't meet John until 2006. I think. Okay. And then we didn't. I mean, we didn't become friends until 2007 when we. Basically, just said, "Hey, let's start a band." So, yeah, we didn't. But really know and, and and what was uh, what was that? Wasteland jazz. That was wait, okay. Yeah, but I I started a space with some uh, some other friends of mine called Skull Lab. It was just like a. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, was little that OTR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like over by the Imperial Theater. Okay. It was oh, just wow, like a yeah. crappy little building like that we lived McMicken in. McMicken Street. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, we were kind of just doing shows there, and we were kind of all, all of us were kind of interested in weirder things and had been somewhat associated with people with art damage and stuff. And um, I I think, like, the first involvement that I had was I booked uh, Reese Chatham oh, wow. uh, to do, like, a guitar trio. It was, like, the Guitar Trio All-Stars tour. And uh, John came to that for a minute. I think he had to go somewhere or something. I don't know. <clears throat> but I remember him being there, and then, like, soon after, I think we, like, emailed each other or something, and just, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I think, like, soon after that, it just kind of became, like, oh, maybe I should be part of Art Damage. And it just kind of... Yeah. I don't remember at what point I became part of it, but it was just like, yeah, you're part of it, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's kind of how it's been. Yeah. Yeah, because with the Reese Chatham show, like, I had to... I asked art damage to help me because I needed a projector and I needed, like, a better PA and stuff like that. So I asked them, and they said, well, okay, that's yeah. cool. Like, we'll do it for free. You just, we'll present it. Yeah, Chris Rosen okay. was another guy. He yeah. was kind of in helming it at yeah. a time. Too. So that was 2007. And do you want to... I don't know what's next. Okay. Basically, after... I mean, there was, like, a number of art damage shows that had... It was pretty much, like, where art damage did a port, you know, a good portion of, of the shows was at Skull Lab at that point. Okay. And then... Yeah, after, I mean, after that you'd kinda, do the shows wherever you could. Yeah. Of, I mean... And I think so there wasn't, it's there, there, been, there wasn't a fixed location at that point. No, I mean... Or with, was there ever you know, a fixed... within any course of, like... Even now, you know, just with people booking shows, yes. you just do it where you well, can. Exactly. So I guess we should say be, before Skull Lab, there was the damage... 
Yeah. Which this... lasted six months, eight months, or something mm, I like don't that. Know. I wasn't. I didn't live here then. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah. It was on Hamilton. Uh, whatever. I don't know what the address is, but. Um, so but they did. They did place. shows. Do you yeah, know the hair place. That big hair place. The that big hair place. Yeah. Um, like right when you enter North North Side, on the left. Oh. <clears throat> so that. Like, the, like the first block. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. that, that like, kind of like five yeah. points corner. Yeah, it yes. used to be kind of a theater, and um, the damage was above it. Okay. Yeah. And that was, I guess, yeah, started by. Well, that's where Robert and Human did oh, a the, lot of it. Like, okay. He did right. his, that was, that was, a lot of his shows. Yeah, because he was involved with art damage. Okay. Yeah. Um, and was there any? Was there like um, somebody like ran, ran it? You know, because it was like a it was like a nonprofit. W- were there like successive like. Um, people who ran our damage like could you say that you guys ran our damage for a while or is it too much of a uh loosely formed coalition to say that there was uh somebody at the helm i mean i'd say you could loosely say the people that maybe had the greatest influence on it were the people who were doing the radio show Mm. and then and ron had been doing it since like 91 yeah right so he goes Ayabe's kind of been a uh, constant. Yeah, he's outlet. probably done the most time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah, I mean, if you do the radio show, and then if you're doing the radio show, you just want to book shows under the art damage name, because right. you're already right. involved in it. I don't know. I mean, I always thought it was kind of like a point of pride. Yeah. You know? I mean, I always felt really, like, felt good. Yeah, well, to be part of something, yeah, especially within like a group of. When I, I feel like making experimental music and being involved, interested in a lot of that, you're automatically. People are you're kind. Of, I don't want to say you're ostracized because it's not <laughs> you know you're not like put up against ugly pink bows. People just don't understand you, mm. but yeah. within you know it's like we were talking yeah. about earlier with people being like, "Well, you." Like, just yeah, do you do a lot of drugs. I mean, I think it's yeah. like the furthest you can go. Like as far as like weird music or, or the most inaccessible music or like whatever to be part of and to be so limited to and be like experimental music. That's that's, that's all we thing. do. Yeah, that's it. We're not like right, right. Kind of like this, kind of like that. Like that's what we're dedicated to. Hmm. And but you know, being with a group of people, it's do, do you just, do yeah, you feel great. that gives you some sort of um, some sort of personal identity mm-hmm. um, to be associated with individuals who, uh, as Robert Inhuman, like, are you down? Is that, like, any other, like, are you down or are you down? You know, yeah. like, does that give you some sort of, like, personal identity? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it's just nice to be around people who you don't have to explain things to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have, who, you get, know, who get it. Yeah, you know? and who want to share with you their information. Sure. You know, they, they want to book shows, and they want to put you on shows, and they just are very open to things. And it's, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I want kind of, I don't maybe a club? A tribe? not at the same time, because yeah, it's more welcoming. Kind of a, than, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, the whole thing is pretty abstract. So, I mean, it's almost, but mostly it was a radio show. So. Yeah, okay. There we go. There we go. So that's, <laughs> yeah. simple as that. There you go. Yeah. So, radio show. Art damage. Yeah. yeah. So then after Skolab kind of dwindled, me and John have been hanging out a lot, and we're like, dude, we should just start, like, a new, just weird venue. And we just found found a spot, and I moved out and said, all right, I'm going to go do this other thing. And Was that Hoffner? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and we were both part of Art Damage, and we 
you know, kind of had a mutual, um, you know, appreciation for the organization and the history of it. And so we kind of named the lodge, you know, in honor of oh, the organization. Oh, so you named it the Our Damage yeah, Lodge. Okay, right, yeah, right, So, but yeah, we kind of, we wanted to do a space that was just, well, alternative space, all ages, um, that was just focused on weirder music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I think we were trying to make it not a gallery, because I think a lot of places that had weird music were galleries. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we kind of talked about this early on, of, like, that we don't necessarily want people to appreciate it. Like, you're going for a show. Mm. So you go to a show. It's not a bar. Right. It's not a gallery. Other you're going to the gig. To you know? mitigate the yeah. experience of seeing yeah. live it's music. Like where I think people are much more... Just be like, oh, it's interesting if mm. they're at. Yeah, we wanted to totally it's, take it's, it it's, out of It's that less engaging, and do you think it kind of takes it out of that realm of um, it sort of being a, a background sort of like music or a, a background experience to like the visual art or, or an excuse to go, you know? Like, oh, we're going to go to this gallery. Oh, and by the way, there's some weird noise music playing don't worry that's yeah. what that's what I mean, happens I think, kinda, I think it kind of goes back to like intellectualizing things of being like there's the people that'll go and then they'll want to talk about it mm. and and they'll have to have like an open dialogue about it in what like an artistic doing? context what, where we're just like no either thing? you're into it or you're not you okay. don't have yeah. to talk I mean, about there's it there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. wanting to kind of talk about it and mm-hmm. wanting to intellectualize it but I think I mean where we were both coming from was just it's about the jam. Mm-hmm. Like it's if you can't, if you can't, if you suck, but you can talk about it, it's like any art. I mean, I went to art school, and mm-hmm. you could. I mean, I think with art, you can generally do whatever you want, but if you can talk about it, I mean, we even talked about this in classes. Of you can bullshit your way through anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if, I mean, with music, if your jam is good, then your jam is good. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're. Yeah able to articulate it or not because I think some people who can articulate it before they can deliver a jam it's not as good okay mm-hmm. so it, uh, but that's I mean what, what, just in general this is isn't it, like yeah no no, totally no. I, that, I, that's case, really interesting to me but, is is there um, some sort of objective standard in which you guys measure what is good and what's not good Oh well, I think with any kind of music, there's people who have control of their craft and mm. people who don't. You know, okay. I mean, yeah. I think that's it where it all comes down to. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think it's like any any type of music of yeah. whether it's. I mean, mo- a lot of the booking was primarily based on our taste, just because yeah. we kind of had a guideline of it would only be stuff we were into, because yeah. that way you'll promote it. Right, more. right, right. Like right if it's yeah. just some show. Exactly. You'll just be like, oh yeah, eh? yeah. You know, we wanted to. We only did like it was intent, like intensely curated. Yeah. Um, like we only did stuff that we really liked and we wanted to put on, uh, in only like three shows, at most a month. Okay. Um, so I mean, we just wanted we were going into it with passion and wanted that continue you know mm-hmm. but yeah it's like with any kind of music i mean if you hear a pop song or a rock song or any kind of thing mm-hmm. it's like oh wow these these guys are <clears throat> this isn't good mm-hmm. yeah or it's not uh, 
the taste in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, but I, it's like that with any kind. And, of and thing. I, I, yeah. And I, I guess that's where I have a question about because it's, yeah, I can listen to. Um, I, I was with a client today, and we were listening to. Uh, uh, was that rock station W E B N? Yeah, man. And I was like, uh, I, I mean, my, my, ta- that's not my taste. <laughs> yeah. But I can't say yeah. that they don't play their guitars with proficiency and skill mm-hmm. and compose songs that you know are very attractive to a lot of people. That's right. just not, not my, not my taste. And so I think a big thing for me, um, in sort of my upping of my tolerance was like like I said earlier was sort of like my ability to intellectualize it and and a big a big part of that was realizing that um on like the tonal scale um there's no like th- there's no good or bad you know what i mean like because uh a chord sounds like this doesn't make it good or bad you know what i mean mm-hmm. because um a tone is is harsher than a uh, than kind of a, a sweet and melodic tone or something like yeah. that, a pretty tone. That doesn't mean that it's like objectively good or bad. It's just on, on opposite ends of a continuum that it has no objective value. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think going back to like John Cage and stuff, like first hearing his pieces where it's just random sounds. I think you come to appreciate a sound for a sound and not just, like, notes and, you know, like, appreciating something that's still composed in a way or put together in a way that, that all sounds can be musical and stuff like that. And, and that, um, I think we, we s- <coughs> I think judge um, goodness or, like, well, whether or not something's good or bad yeah. based on, like, proficiency. Yeah. And, and ba- based on um, a, a really, really high level of skill that I feel like not a... That a, a lot... The bar is set, like, super, super high. Yeah. And so if, like, somebody can't nail, like, a sick Hendrix-style right. solo, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you know, yeah. he's no Hendrix, or, you right, know, right. he's no Picasso, yeah. but, yeah. you know, he's okay. But, I mean, I think that's the interesting thing with experimental music is... Everybody has their idea of what it is and how to approach it. And I think that's where there's, like, the craft and there's the talent Mm -hmm. is where people come up with something, you know, that's completely different than everybody else or, like, a different way of doing things or, you know, just the equipment that they use or, you know, like, you know, or, I don't know, like, seeing Aaron Dillaway and all his little tape loops and stuff like that or, like, you know, like, seeing that stuff, you're like, oh, whoa, like, you know. I never thought about doing it that way. That's really interesting, and like that—that's a really awesome sound that he's making. Or, you know. So, one thing that I feel like is a common thread among um, experimental music, and and maybe what can like listeners or you know people who are observing or, or listening um, can can take from is, is innovation. Is is that? Do you think that's like an important thing? Um, I mean, not necessarily. I don't think there's, like, a lot of noise people that are, like, doing things that are, like, completely, completely innovative. Mm. Like, I think it's, like, almost, I don't know. It's, like, hard to create something that's completely, completely innovative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, what's innovative in 2015? (laughs) Right. I I think at this point... Well, just with people in general saying, you know, there's no 
original ideas anymore. It doesn't mean you can't be good at mm. stuff, you know? Yeah. It's just like anything. You, if you're good, if it's good, if you create good work, if there's a good movie, if there's a good book, if it's, I mean, if it's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're, uh, if you obviously have your craft and your command yeah. and you're able to um, form it into something right. that is quality, then mm-hmm. then it's quality. I mean, yeah. you know, but then you can, you know, you well, can be a joker and you can just do some bullshit. Yeah. And, and think and, you got it. And, and expect that to be good. Or like yeah, expect yeah. people to not know, to not know the difference. Yeah. You know, you, right. th- thinking that you're pulling, you're pulling the wool over people's eyes. Yeah. Um, because you just want to uh, do something that may bring you some sort of, like, attention within a right. relatively small... Yeah, I mean, there's an obvious difference between, like, somebody that has two distortion pedals and a mixer mm-hmm. and, like, somebody who's, like, I mean, obviously... You can do a lot of cool sure. work with that. Well, and, and, like, and, 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 that, and that's what I mean by innovation. I don't think I mean innovation yeah. by, like, creating some sort of new art form or right, some right. sound that we've never heard before, but using uh, tools in a completely... Yeah. Not in a completely, but in... I, I don't know how else to say, but in an innovative way, in in a way that that um, takes uh, a form yeah. and tweaks it just right. enough where it, there's some there's some sort of novelty, right. but also uh, you know some uh, enough intention that it's like oh well he didn't just like you know dismantle a uh, an amplifier and you know yeah. or something like that just to do that he's he's doing that or she is doing that. Um, in order to achieve some sort of tonal quality or some sort of effect that wouldn't be present in any other way, and I, I think I think mm-hmm. that's what I mean yeah. by by innovation. Yeah, I mean I think there's like with anybody that does noise, there's different ways you can plug pedals in, or you know like anybody has a different setup, or you know, and I think that's innovation is like or like new pedals that come out or something mm. like oh, wow, have you seen this pedal? It's insane, like, what it does. And, you know, you take that and you do this and, and you build this or whatever. And you, there's, you know, there's that. I don't think that's the only thing that's mm-hmm. like, makes experimental music interesting. But that's a big part of it. And then there's, like, the way people approach things or, you know, different ideas that go into it. But, I mean, I think on a, on a basic level, that's, I don't know, an easy way to separate people that, you know, like, good and bad. The good and bad. You know, pe- like, people that have actually spent time on their craft and actually mm-hmm. thought about it and not not just, you know, like, somebody who who saw, you know, some video on the internet and they're like, oh, I can do I that. Can do, I know? can do that. Yeah. Which I think it's a, a bad conception of experimental music is that it's easy to do. So It's amateurish. I mean, that's kind of why I feel, and maybe I can speak for John, too, there's good and bad because it's just so people think that anybody can do it, mm-hmm. you know. So, but it's like any other music, you know. It's not just something you can do, right? And and I I think that goes back to like that um that proficiency thing that I was talking about. It's like, well, it's not like you know, oh, I can do that because he's not nailing some sick solo, right. you know, that like seems impossible, you know, like oh, he's just got like a couple like you can you can if you pay attention and if you want to, you can decipher what's going on being very very new to experimental music like once you kind of get past that shock you can kind of figure out a, to to an extent 
all right, this is where the sound source is coming. Yeah. It's uh, that blinking light obviously controls like you know this sound. You, you know, like it's it's relatively easy to to figure out. Rel- relatively easy to figure out. Um, but sometimes the appeal can also be if you can't figure it exactly. out. Exactly, yeah. That's I'm, where you're like, your mind is just like, I don't know what they're doing, yeah. Yeah. but it's amazing. Yeah, I've always been much more interested in the, uh, the result as opposed yeah. to the process. Because mm-hmm. I can't, I mean, I, I'm i just not, I think my mind doesn't work in a way where things make sense like that. Right, like right. If, these, oh, if it, this goes into this. Right, he's trying like this not. I we kind of talked yeah. about this, John yeah. and I, yeah. where John's much more... John likes to figure out how things make sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he, Homeboy builds weirdo <laughs> electronics all yeah. the time trying to figure out, like, how yeah. things work. Whereas I, it's just all alien to me. And, like, right. I just, I like it's, what it's, is... It's the effect. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I think people who, you know, you could get a dude just doing something very simple, but the result will be amazing mm-hmm. versus, um, you know, some guy who is... Uh, spent thousands of dollars on pedals yeah. you know whereas you can get it's I for me it's about the result like mm-hmm. I'm not I mean like what you were saying with innovation you know just cause you can do something that looks cool or that I mean if you can't deliver you can't deliver mm-hmm. Well, Did well, that make sense? It, no, it, it does. Yeah. And I, I want to talk. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I mean, I've seen sets the where people are like, playing. Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, you're I mean, much more, you like figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I do. I mean, but I mean, I, I think I, I don't know. I mean, that goes into it. But I mean, also, I think, like, the, like, not knowing is, is appealing. And I think that also goes into, like, you know, the equipment you use or whatever. Like, it's still, like, I don't know how that's doing what it's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, like, oh, the, that pedal does this and this pedal does that or, like, whatever. Or, like, you know, if they're playing, like, tapes or reel-to-reels or whatever, like, wh- what is that sound? You know, like, what are they playing off of that? Yeah, yeah. You know, like... I, I think I think that is a, a, a big um, appeal, at least to yeah. me, is the obscuring of, like, the source material. Right, yeah. Um, and, and we've had, like, conversations where it's, like, we've seen performances and it's, like, okay like, this dude was, like, yelling over top of it or, like, doing something, like, vocally. And it's kind of like, you know, they're doing noise, and then they're like, ah, ah, you know. (laughs) And it's kind of like, no, I don't want to hear, like, the human Mm. element of it. I want to hear, like, you know, it mixed in with everything or, like, you know, become part of the thing and not just over top of it, like... And and I think that's that that's uh, talking about the result now. Yeah. I, I think that's a big part of it is is sort of the transcendence in that it um, it transcends source um, because it's yeah it, it, in a lot of things or you know in maybe when it's done well or something like that it is very difficult to n- drill down and find source material and stuff like that. But also the effect that it has on you yeah. um, that it is. Um, in a lot, and, and I think we're talking about. I, I think we're all kind of talking about like more like noisier, like mm-hmm. volume heavy, or uh, but also like really heavy drone stuff, or really, yeah. really beautiful, well done building drone stuff yeah. can have can have that effect on you, where it can kind of uh, like subsume your like uh, what is, what's the word 
like sensory, like like your senses, mm-hmm. where like like you said earlier, you're sort of just like bathed or washed in like noise and just yeah. bathed in sound, where everything else is you sort of like lose your reference point just in sort of reality. Yeah. Well, you don't. Th- do you not think that can happen in very quiet stuff? No, no, no. I, I, stuff? I, I, I do. I'm, what, and and so what I'm thinking of, and like I think what I was referring to in that example, was things that are very volume based. You know, because um, the, because that is naturally disorienting. Like mm-hmm. you said, with like your inner ear. Yeah. That's just like naturally right. that like fucks up your cochlear, like yeah. you know, inner ear, and you're just like, right. whoa. Yeah. But um. But definitely, and like, and this is like my like bread and butter is like yeah. my my daily stuff is just like really quiet, pretty like drum yeah. based stuff, and and what um, and I guess the effect that that has on me is is twofold, um, is I can listen to that, um, and it sort of calms and clears my mind, so I can. Mm-hmm focus and and drill down deeper onto something that I'm working on so like when I read or when I write I I mostly listen to other music because I'm very distracted by other like sounds and movement and stuff like that but also um, it for me it produces a really intense concentration when I'm when I'm when I'm actively actively listening to it um, that I don't find anywhere else. So like like really quiet ambient drone music. Yeah. I can like I have a different way of listening to that. Right. Um do you like stuff that's more uh well more like Laner Deeg where it's just kind of like very slow like one not, like one like one yeah, note or stretched. stuff that's more kind of um I don't know lush and like I like waves yeah yeah I, I, I like I like stuff I'm making wave gestures yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is um, very unconducive to audio yeah, my, my, this whole uh, thing is very hand gestures very, very visual maybe you can like <laughs> <laughs> I'll just there you go I'll 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 add in some like uh, sound effects. Yeah. When, when you're like, <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. No, I I I like I like both. Jelly bones. <laughs> yep. I like stuff um like the stuff that really like gets me is like stuff that like um can sort of build into like a crescendo you know like a very quiet crescendo yeah. you know like talking like stars of the lid you know like yeah. uh, even Alex's music I think does that yeah. um. To, to a pretty large extent. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then that's the effect that it has on me. What about you guys? I mean, is, uh, is ambient drone, is, is that stuff in your... Uh... Yeah, I mean, that's not as big as in what we make or, or anything like that, yeah. you know. Um, but, I mean, definitely listen to that stuff. and Definitely, I think, like, repetition mm. is, like, a big thing with that. Like, drone music, I mean, it's yeah. the same thing. Or, you know, you know, like Steve Reich or something like that where... Yeah, you know, you're hearing, you know, the same the same thing going, you know, ding 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 you know, like and like slowly changing over time. It's he like, made some good hand gestures. <laughs> yeah. Well ding, no, ding, ding, he, ding, but he ding, also ding, 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 he, he also uh included the sound effects, so yeah. it's good. We yeah, got it's, it's, so it's like everybody else all. that's the key. But it's like we're there. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta do sound effects like But yeah, I mean, you know, like like stuff like that where like you can just get lost in it. Because it's like barely changing and you're just you're just listening. You you know it gives you time to like actually listen to each sound. Yeah. And kind of like 
you know, like, just get lost in it, and, and that's that's great. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the kind of stuff I would listen to in college, like, studying mm-hmm. is, you know, lots of, like, repetitious kind of stuff, yeah. and, like, Glenn Bronco and stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff that's just, you know, like... A, bi- a big thing for me was, uh, have you guys heard the Fun Years? You guys know that group? Fun Years, no. They're, um, it's a guitar and um, turntable duo. Oh, okay. Um, and so he does a lot of, like, weird... Um, like vinyl loops and stuff like that okay. um, where it's yeah it's, it's very repetitious okay. but it kind of builds to this like very yeah. quiet okay. pitch yeah I mean with ambient type stuff like you talk about crescendos and our taste for it of, mm-hmm. I mean like I, I like that like I think Alex's stuff is yeah Alex Alex Cobb Alex Cobb I, um, who, I guess maybe people know who we're talking about um, well, they could scroll down and yeah, scroll down on the page. <laughs> <laughs> Students um, of Decay. Yeah, but I mean, just as like a, a, an accessible example to listen to another podcast of yours. Um, <laughs> nice. I like how you did that. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, I mean, get those plays like, up. Like I SoundCloud. like, I like that. But at the same, I prefer. I like stuff where nothing happens hmm. for a very, very long. So just time. like one, just like one note. Yeah, like, I don't want stuff to happen. Okay. Like, yeah, Crescendo gives it more of, like, a classical kind of musical, musicality, or, you know, just one, one note, you know, like, that's... I just, I don't know. I I take my, I'm kind of a snob, I guess, for minimalism, like, Mm -hmm. I want it to be minimal. Okay. Which is just, and I like things slower, and for not things to happen in general, just like there's nothing better than like a good structuralist movie or just you know things that are really long and really slow okay i think that's i just like things where nothing happens for as long as possible Wh- why you, like what wh- what what effect does that have on you i just like it okay yeah it's like if you like action movies or yeah, if yeah, you yeah, like yeah. or if you like <laughs> hip hop you know it's just like i just want stuff not to happen okay so, <laughs> ever so you hate like, action movies no, no, no. I love action. <laughs> but, like, I find myself more drawn to things that just are, like, it, yeah, not... Well, I mean, I think probably a good example would be, like, Elaine Radique. Like, okay. I think that stuff's yeah. really good. I wish it was longer, though. Um, How long are we talking? Dude, it would be great. Mm, if it was just Like, nine years. <laughs> just, just, like, I press down, like, a... And I don't know why people take, make take, fun of me for take this. Take down but a tone, I, like, on a, yeah. like, a synthesizer, yeah, like, let like, run. Yeah. Well, I've always really liked that Lamont Young composition. I was just going to talk about Lamont Young. Draw a straight line and follow it. Like, yeah. I think that's just really good. I was, I was going to talk about Lamont. I don't think it's ever followed for quite long enough. Like, mm-hmm. let's, you know... Because I think if you're going to do kind of time-based stuff, you got to go big or you got to go home. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're going to do, a, a, like, I think... A, this is just my opinion and I can't speak for everything overall but in my personal taste I think if I'm gonna go hear like a drone show or like um, something dealing with minimalism mm-hmm. I want it to be really long okay like just absurdly long whereas like a, you know half an hour you're just mm-hmm. like okay yeah you yeah just get a taste yeah you know it's like what's well, like I mean I think we kind of <laughs> deal with this with uh, yeah. some of our music of like doing shorter sets like with Wasteland Jazz mm-hmm. Unit there you know it's like either if you don't want it you were to be left wanting well, I just don't want anything to happen ever I just sorry I got a call so that's fine you okay. want to answer it no 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 I just hope it didn't mess up the, I, yeah, yeah. I mean I think it's are, just they, are we talking word. to them right now we, hey. are we Ad- hey Eddie hey. no I don't think we are no but I mean <laughs> I, think, yeah. I, yeah. Think it, I think it's just like <laughs> I think it's just like different you. 
different. Hey, what's up? <laughs> you want in on this? D- different. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She doesn't want to talk. She does not. She, she wants doesn't. nothing to do with it. Oh, really? no, You're like, oh, baby, like is check she gonna, out this new podcast. She gonna, is she gonna, like, yeah, no. she gonna listen to it or no? Okay. No. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's just like different extremes. Like with minimalism, it's like the most minimal you can get is one note. Yeah, man. You know? just do that forever. So like to add add things to that. That's that's a, a like lesser form of minimalism. I so, think I think yeah. it's harder to do one thing or nothing for a lot tougher than it is to nail a Hendrix solo. Why? Just cut it because I think you automatically want to do other things. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I mean, it's a lot factor. harder yeah, to stand in front yeah. of equipment That's true. and not touch yeah, it. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nobody's gonna yeah. be like, "Man, they're awesome." Yeah, at, yeah. At you're just being yeah, yeah. doing that. You're just, yeah, or like playing. Well, it's funny. Man, when they picked I a good note. I was. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tougher to just play, or even with guitar or something, playing one thing for two hours is so much tougher than... I yeah. mean, ask somebody... It's like I'm, a test. I'm going Sit on down this and... by not, somebody who is not able to solo for two hours, but I would think... Or not or just pull off, like, a really sick solo. Mm-hmm. I think it's maybe... Because everybody wants to be a rock and roll Psychologically, right? I think it's tougher to... N- not yeah. like physically, like, like dexterity-wise. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, psychologically... I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. nail a good... So, like, I, I, I saw a, McBar like, do like a... I swear it was like 45... Oh, yeah. It was That's probably insane. only like 20 minutes, but it felt like an hour. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like a buzzing... <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. a bee. Like, over yeah. the realm, it's exactly. like... It reminds me of those, uh, you know, like, guitar, like, people playing Rites of Spring as fast as they can. Love those YouTube like just the, he's like six, talking about the, the, the yeah the fight of the bumblebee yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah not rights of spring he's yeah, got a on. dude like come throwing on. a water balloon or something <laughs> at him but yeah fight of the bumblebee that's yeah. pretty good yeah but not yeah. at all so um, uh, public uh, public housing does that yeah. did that make sense? no that, that okay, does good. no I sorry I didn't mean I to cut you no, off no no I just wanted to make sure public housing no I make a lot I don't really make sense sometimes and I no 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 need to. Absolutely. I'm trying to make a lot of sense in this. No, interview. no, no. That th- 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 makes a lot of sense. Um, and what I, I think you guys that? should do. Sense. <laughs> You're blowing it, dude. What I think you guys should do is <laughs> just like um, like create a website um, that all it is is just like a continuous, like like a live feed of just like a single tone. But then it's not a dude for just jamming. It can be like it's. Oh, isn't there a tone? Isn't there a website? I'm sure. Like this yeah, just like uh, no, no. Yeah. It's like a live feed of like a tone, like yeah, probably. Ad, like ad nauseum forever. Just a dude standing behind a table, just like <laughs> digging it, yeah. with like four oscillators yeah. and just like looking at them, <laughs> watching, watching like the the yeah, unique just visitors just being like sub. Yeah. Yep. So so now <laughs> now now can we talk about public housing? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Public housing. Yeah. So, uh, tell me the origins of public housing. Um, when did when did public housing yeah, start? Uh, I mean, me and John have always kind of talked about like starting some kind of no wave band. Everybody wants some, to start a rock. I mean, it it, 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 it the idea has gone for years and kind of had gone through. Dude, everybody's you know, always talking about starting a band. Yeah, I mean, we we, we always wanted to start a no wave, some kind of no wave band, or start, you know, just a really like fucking awkward. Then you know we, we we could we could sit around and talk about the shags for like ever and be like dude let's let's do that you know but the, the, nihilist spasm man so you know so like I mean the shags were like um kind of famous first for trucks I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean there I don't think there's much of a shags element in public housing <laughs> but I mean like 
but I mean, I mean, the approach maybe. Yeah, like, I mean, of just you know, like, I mean, not that they did this, but I mean, like, uh, I mean, it's kind of like we have a, another band that you you played in once. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, kind of that's kind of more of what public housing started out mm, as is we kind of did that, and that was kind of more like. Let's try to start like kind of a no wavish band, but like let's make it as awkward as possible. Like let's make it sound like the Shags. Like how awkward it is when the first time you hear the Shags, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Is Riverside how... like the Shags?" No, well, I mean, in a way, I mean, it's not. I mean, but the thing is, is like, it's like it's we're more like a jam band, but we're more like purposefully, you know, trying to like sound awkward in a way you know well, it's more of like like, like dude think... try to nail a shag solo yeah. <laughs> what you can't it's no like you impossible. can't you because, can't and th- that's the that's the thing about the shags is that like it's like um <laughs> it, it's it's pop music yeah but played with like like you were but, saying like played so nobody could play like that dude, nobody could well i think like with a lot of music with improvised music in general a lot of it is like it's more it's more Important to know when not to play than when to play. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, okay, I'm going to sit this out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's well, kind well, of the way well, I look well, at Riverside. Which is kind of an anathema to, like, a, a rock band. You know what I mean? Like, if your bassist is sitting there, like, like, nope, like, I'm just going to let you guys out, play man. for a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like, like wow, what's going on with that? Yeah, guy? it's like, yeah. you know, sometimes you just need to sit back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's kind of the way I view think River's Edge is more of like it's more important not to play than to play. Right. Because when yeah. you play you're making like a decision to play. You're not just like, hey I'm gonna play. It's mm. more of like okay. Yeah. Like um, this is what's gonna happen. And now. this is what's expected of yeah. me now at this point because I mean, it would sound yeah. good it's such and a, well no or maybe the opposite, yeah. I think more so of like probably isn't a good idea for me to play right now yeah. so I mean it's kind of that's the time to play yeah. it's kind of <laughs> going it's... back to minimalism of, of you saying like nah you like you want a solo or like you want to sound like Hendrix or whatever but like no you're just gonna sit with the tone you're gonna do it you, you, you think you no. think I'm gonna change tones you think oh, right oh, no so like withholding withholding longer. that yeah yeah it, it I mean it we never really try to sound like the shakes but like a similar kind of um, I think it's just like a jam band. Well, okay. But John yeah. and I will forever dis. John and I argue a lot. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> sit around and argue about this all day. But no, I mean, in like kind of a vibe of like you know, it's like all right, like let's not necessarily play instruments that we know how to play. Like John Rich hmm. plays drums. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know, and he's not a drummer. I'm a prodigy at, all. at drums. Prodigy, <laughs> yes, yes. It just you didn't even know it. Until I stepped behind um. the drums, and then it was just like, this is where he meant yeah. he was supposed to be the whole time. It, it you know. unlocked. Yeah, it like just, a part of your brain like, that was oh like, my gosh, like, that's just it. Yeah. Genre born, born, born by oh. silence on all the. Born drummer. Man. Um, yeah. well, I don't know. Well, I'm actually really. No, he's, <laughs> really he's good. the worst drummer I've ever played with. <laughs> Is it the, the lack well, of you timing? Either be or... like the best. No, or the no, no. Worst, it's not know? even Maybe like there's... timing. It's like, okay. When we first started, started public housing, it was just me and him. He played drums. I played guitar. First practice we had, I was like, no, dude, because he sat there smoking a cigarette with one hand <laughs> and playing drums with another hand, like, 
Dude, well, something I've always kept in mind for public <laughs> housing, just even from the beginning, is like, what are you gonna do with, with that? a lot of music, like, I think <laughs> it's good to, uh, like, rock music in general. I think it's really good to have music that you can smoke during. So I try to, like, I mean, at least with my guitar parts, I try to keep that in mind. I mean, you can't smoke anywhere anymore, which is yeah, yeah. just kind of a bummer, but, you know, kind of keeping in mind, like, I could smoke during this. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's why I appreciate Iove sets. Oh, oh man. yeah, dude, he's always yeah. got a drink for you know? sure, and he'll, he'll just kind of like, casually check in on yeah. things. He'll yeah. step away. Yeah, yeah. Like he'll just be gone for a little bit, yep. like making a face in the audience. Yep. If anybody who's listening to this has not seen Iove, it's just the. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, Ron's been doing it for a long time. Like mm-hmm. he's holding he that. Yeah, it, yeah, you yeah. know, he's yeah. not like a dude sure. dicking around with his shit. No, no, no. Yeah, so, I mean, um, and that's, like, kind of a, not not necessarily that he's, like, a minimalist, but that's a perfect example of, like, minimalism, a dude having a tone, being like, all right, I'm gonna step away from this for, like, three minutes and just go, yeah, yeah, this, this is, is, this is good, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, can, I can, what's yeah. wrong with digging I can just, nothing, nothing, I can just like, chill with this yeah. for my, t- t- for 15 minutes, take a seat, or, yeah, yeah. So. three uh, hours, I, yeah, and, just, I've, I've and then homeboy, like, it. walks behind, makes a grumpy yeah. face, yeah. turns it a little, yeah. and then, like, makes another grump, yeah, it's like, it was great when there was the kind of, when the noise as entertainment type things were going on, yeah, 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 you know, like, like early two thousands, yeah, yeah. Whereas like he, he's just like, um, I don't know if he's gonna listen to this or not, or if we'll get, but just a very amazing anti performer yeah. of just making like a grumpy face and walking away. I've I've seen I've seen like at least one girl and scratching like, his chin. Yeah, yeah. get get really. Well, mad. he didn't have a beard then. Yeah. Um, Get yeah. mad at him. Yeah, well, amazing. I, um, I was. Uh, I can't so, remember. I, I think, think I was. was before, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, before the Salt Show. Yeah. Like this girl's like wanted to dance. Yeah, she's like, what? And she's like, 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 no. It, it was like <laughs> she was like sincerely asking people. Yeah. Like she was like asking like the universe, like what? Yeah. Why? Why? What is? Why? Why do you like this? Yeah. Why? Everybody wants to solo is, and rock this, and roll and dance. What is this? Ha- why? 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 Yeah. And nobody could like nobody was answering her, and yeah. she got really mad. Like she straight up left and like yeah, cried. She, yeah, I think she was crying well, by the end. Like, why do you want to have fun? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Why do you want to yeah. listen to uh, yeah. Rihanna? Yeah. Um, but public housing, and I guess we can finally get back to that. Oh, yeah. I don't know what we're what. I, what, I what? got. Dude, we're talking about ri- <laughs> everything. Always ends up on River's Edge, just because that's where it's supposed to be. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but never. I mean, it, it, it kind of about the origins. It was kind of like a segue from that. We did that. Mm-hmm. We did two or three shows with that, and then like, you know, then we were like, all right, let's like do this, you know, and we just sat down and said, okay, like here, well, here's the idea, like what I don't know, like let's just do this. Actually, what we did is this. We said, let's just book a show. <laughs> Dude, well, we, that's I don't thing. even think it's we like, had a band name yet. Nope. Nice. Who and what? What, what show is that? Six organs of admittance. Oh, nice. I mean, we were friends. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, yeah, pretty ambitious. Yeah, at, at Motor. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> Motor. Well, I mean, First good, dude. Well, uh, it's like throwing in, like, le- Den of the Lions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People who are like, going to put the pressure on you yourself. Yeah, no matter what. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like with, um, people hate, you know, like. People hate, hate that place. I don't hate it. <laughs> I just hate going to, like, quiet shows there. 
Yeah. I saw Julian. Well, Amaro speaking Ferens. of that, the Six Organs of Admittance show we played was, was him by himself. Yeah, which is yeah. everybody just and then the second it. one yeah. he played, and then he played again, and it was the rock band. Oh. Whereas you know we thought it, we didn't know which uh, yeah. which Six Organs was going to be. Rolling. Oh, okay. And, you know, Ch- I mean, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasney played at the Our Damage Lodge. Okay. Um, I mean, we've kind of known. Um, yeah. And one of the guys who runs Motor. Um, is like is weird friendly. Okay. Like he's done weird stuff for a real long time. And the Southgate House Parlor, the old one, which is now the Thompson House, he used to let us like put on noise. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. where a lot of our damage shows yeah. happen because he would let it. Okay. Put on. But he's you know I mean like any business owner, you yeah, know, you're yeah. kind of susceptible to the other people that run it, your audience, and yeah, where you where you're now where yeah. you're located. So, and, but yeah. yeah, I text. I was like, dude, but like, can we open? Like it's not noise. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think public housing. No, no, no. Um, but rockist. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I think with a lot of people, I don't know if it's in every city or at least in Cincinnati. Everybody's always wanting to start a band with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, we should start a band. Yeah. It's like, never but, happens. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. You can talk about this for years, and that's. Yeah. I mean, what we mm-hmm. we had talked about. That's it for kind years. of like a logical thing that happens too. Is like you. I mean, within weird music, I think you do weird stuff, and then you are like, cool, I'm doing this weird stuff. And then you start a rock band, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then you go solo acoustic. Everybody ends, <laughs> up, everybody, yeah. everybody ends solo acoustic. That's well, just what happens. When, when are you guys going to do your, when, are you, when is John Rich singer-songwriter? Oh, hopefully I'll be dead That's before That's never going to happen. Yeah, so you got to get, so... We realized the only way we're ever gonna start a band yeah. is to get a gig. Because you're gonna look like a fucking asshole if you roll up to the gig and you're like, eh, I don't know, you know, or if, like if you suck. Uh-huh. Or yeah. I mean, especially like a gig. I mean, like I mean, like Six Organs would be a fun. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, Ben, like we, yeah. we don't want to yeah. suck. Yeah, we don't want to suck. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, you get your get some yeah, it's some, some yeah, some motivation like, okay, to yeah, it, it's to real, it's re- yeah, it's real all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. so, so you just suck it, it up makes and you, you do work it. a lot yeah. harder too. Yeah. It's not like yeah. hey man, let's go jam in the right. basement. Yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. of like all right, yeah. within two months, this needs to be fleshed out, yeah. and we need to be able to play a show. Oh. So yeah. and like I had never sung in a band or like done any of that, and I'm like a pretty shy dude, so like. You know, it's like uh, you just force yourself to do it, and, yeah. that's, and even yeah. like playing guitars on stage. I mean, yeah. we hadn't. Yeah. I guess maybe had we, or I guess in, well, yeah. Just in that kind of con, taking ourselves out of our comfort zone. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. What exactly. I would say it would be. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, we just booked it and came up with a name and said, "All right, that's that's what we're doing," and we did it. Yeah, man. <laughs> and here. So that's what you got to do. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like giving yourself like a deadline by. Yeah, dude, man. I'll book dude, you, just, man. You want to do a band? Yeah. Okay. Well, you got that. E- doesn't no? You have an emo band. I have, an emo band? Working, <laughs> yeah, I have an emo band. Is that why you're I have an emo band. News to me. News to me. I don't have an emo band. Oh, oh I, I, I maybe I was talking about how I really like second wave emo. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I and I well I I started I got I bought a bass. With the yeah. idea of starting a band, yeah. and something might happen. I mean, Dude, if you're living here now, you should start a band. Yeah, absolutely. Get in on that yeah. Shit. yeah. I, well, I really want. Now that I'm done with grad school, pretty much, um, I want to. Uh, I want to start making, um, uh, like the ambient drone stuff that I 
that I really like listening to. Mm-hmm. Not not because I think it's uh, easy, but because I think it's ultimately uh, cathartic and could be yeah, good. I mean, we've always said there's yeah. really not enough like synth dudes here, mm-hmm. or like you know, like yeah. And that's another thing with public housing is like there's no, I think there's not really any just like going into it, it's like man there just aren't like any weird yeah I mean. I don't know how weird we are, but just kind of a, there's this never enough, be... like, just, if you got a weird rock band coming yeah. to town, what are weird, just from booking shows, yeah, it's like, what yeah. weird, weird rock That's band? exactly, yeah, like, that was, like, a thing of, like, who do we put on, let's just start right. a band, yeah, and yeah, we'll yeah. be, you know, like, it's like, we need to fill that void, just, let's just do it. Yeah. I mean, there are bands that have weirder elements mm-hmm. to them, but ultimately, it's like, a prop, like, a, a band, people. People would want to see. Right, right. Like, I don't think enough effort has been made to, like, your friends not want to see you. Yeah. I like how you're taking the contrarian yeah. stand on everything. People it's like, you, you need to not, like, <laughs> when, when you, when there's a chance to play, you got to not play. <laughs> when, when you're playing a show, you need to make sure that nobody wants to see you. I, 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 I think well, I've I figured it out. I think, yeah, I, I think, think, I, I think you have out. figured it people out. People like this. Yeah. It, it makes it sound Or people don't like, like this. I like this. Well, it sounds like that's kind of, like, that's not the view I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I have. I'm joking. Like, I, I, that's good, I want everybody to like things. And, like, I think experimental music is your friend. And, like, I want people to You want to the people that you shows. want to like, like it. Not the people that you don't care about to like it. I mean, I think there's, like, a certain way. Punks well, hate Okay, us. the thing is... Yeah. I'm going to say it. Most punks just fucking hate us. Okay, here's though. the thing. Is, um... People, I think, like having friends and like having friends like their band mm-hmm. whereas um if you're into weird stuff you should do that like i mm-hmm. mean i guess we know people in in the town who are um definitely into weird stuff and we've but known them since they were younger like rock bands and yeah stuff. and then they mm-hmm. uh i think in cincinnati there's a very big uh draw to starting a rock band a yeah. garage rock band yeah because you want to be around your friends. Yeah, You want your fun. friends to come. Yeah. You want to make music. There's anything wrong you, with that. Yeah, yeah, you want people to have fun. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, if you have... Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, people maybe, get too comfortable with that idea. Weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. you step out of your yeah. comfort zone yeah. and right. start a band that has... Yeah. Just don't try to have... Like, I don't know. Otherwise, I don't know why you're people not, like otherwise you're yeah, not yeah. going to make anything interesting. Just have yeah. less friends. Have yeah. less, like... Just be more antisocial. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been jamming with uh, Evan Evan Lotzenheiser. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, man. Kind of. I see that jam. Yeah. Emo. Totally. Emo. Emo. Second, Emo. Wave. Second wave. Second wave. The best wave. Yeah. Are you guys <laughs> like, the same would, age? Would that be like? Uh, no, I think he's he's like twenty four. He's younger than me. Mm. So if you copy like the second wave, does that make it the second wave of the second wave? Whoa. Oh, post. no, it's a revival. Is it post? It's a, it's a second wave revival? No, yeah, it's a sec- it's a revival. That's okay. what you did. That, that, mm. But what if it's like when a second revival? When does revived? Like, well, wouldn't the, wouldn't the second wave be, be the revival of the first? Yeah. No, no, because it's a shift. Can it be post-revival a, second wave? Post yes. Second wave revival? Yeah, it can. It, it can be a post-revival, mm. post-revival second wave. I don't even. What, when was that? When is emo? Uh, like know. like mid nineties. Mid nineties. Like I'm talking like second wave, like mid nineties to like late nineties. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then, like, yeah, lately... So would that be, like, Rites of Spring and stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, Rites of Spring and Embrace... No, actually, that's, like, First Wave. Yeah, like, 89, yeah. Yeah, um, this... I'm, I'm talking more, like, Midwestern, like, screamo bands and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, this was a, uh, this is a fun conversation. Is that it? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. What time is it? It's, um... Uh, an hour and 24 minutes from when we how, started. How long do you usually do these for? Yeah, there, there's really... What, I'm we, gonna... like, I mean, he was talking about like minimalism, dude. Let's just keep it going, man. <laughs> dude, let's let's like, make this interview. Let's do it like four days, my, man. Let's just go. My, 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 Actually, I, you know what? Set the phone down. Let's go outside and like, hang out. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back. This we'll does, be back in like a couple minutes. This doesn't yeah, have dude. the battery life to like record a minimalist conversation. I need a cigarette anyway. You need, so. you need a cigarette, man. Let's just... Look, I'm really into smoke chill break. on it. Like smoke break. Chill on it. We'll be back. Hey, Tim Schwally does a really good smoke break during. Have you seen BPA or like Wolverton Brothers? Uh uh-uh. Oh man, dude's a, dude's amazing. But I can there's some BPA breaks. songs where he just takes a smoke break. That's <laughs> yeah. It's does, like these type of people are like here. Does he leave anything on or just like? Well, no. It's just so that, he just, be just leaves. Like he just like the band's playing songs and then he just like takes a break. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, it's like these kind of guys are like my heroes. Nice. Like, of just being like, yeah, okay. I'm sitting this one out. Do you think there... Now, this may be a whole can of worms that we might not want to get into. But I, nah, you, man. Let's keep it going, man. <laughs> are we going to emote? Do you feel... Are we going to get an emote from this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have been. Have yeah, we? Yeah. We've been emoing since like emo-ing. we like, <laughs> Since we first started. Um, we've been emoing since uh, our... 25 minutes God, ago. who's going to listen to this? I don't know. I don't know who listens... Nobody listens to this podcast. Honestly. Like... Um, I don't know. Who knows? Somebody does. Mm, yeah, somebody does. Dude, <laughs> at least more like than po- one person. Hey, I at like, least more than one person. I like your podcast. Yeah. No, thanks. I, I like yeah. the ones I've listened to. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it's um whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, I I I, I well it, I enjoy doing it. That's yeah. the thing. Is like yeah, I yeah. like more than anything. Um, it's it's a chance for me to sit down with people who I find are interesting or who I really enjoy their music Ew. and just be like yeah. why yeah otherwise <laughs> or how yeah. and yeah. when yeah I, I mean yeah it's just it's interesting for me and it gives sort of a more or less formal format and maybe other people are the same way yeah maybe other people really like public housing and they see you and they're like why Asshole. yeah right, how right, they, they want to know or I when did and this a, is did we do an okay job explaining yeah Oh, there's so much more to explain, man. I know. There's Public only... housing is just like... You have no idea how You've many tiers books. of levels. <laughs> no, there's like falafelizing going way deep you, up in this could you guys... Did you just keep falafel? There you have it. That is the interview with Public Housing with John Lorenz, John Rich. Just for the record, um, Public Housing is kind of their main active unit right now, but Wasteland Jazz Unit was sort of the precursor to public housing, which is really good. And I think they spent a little bit more time talking about River's Edge than they would have liked to. River's Edge is kind of this, uh, I don't know, imaginary loose collective that plays every once in a while. I think maybe twice. I don't know. I played in the last one um, having maybe like two months of bass experience. It was really fun, though. I, I enjoyed it. So, but more than anything, I really enjoyed the interview. Um, that could have gone on for hours, and um, I think I'll probably have them back on again, just to uh, I don't know, just chat it up. Um, and I, I really liked the direction that the conversation about experimental music was going. 
it's fun. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I uh, hope you enjoy the podcast in general. If you ever have any questions or anything, just hit me up um, on email, tometotheweathermachine at gmail.com. Like Tome to the Weather Machine on Facebook and get at me there. Or just look me up on Facebook. I have a really uncommon name, um, Ryan Hall. I don't think there's anybody else in the world it's named that, so you'd have no time, no, no hard time finding me. I promise.
hey, 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 h